This podcast is produced by Sunnydale Studios. I don't want just anybody. Let me choose you like somebody. Try to drive on a ride. It's forever when you stop Hello, lovers. Welcome back to Big Love Energy. We are in episode 10 of season two. I'm your host, Jessie Lou. Thanks for joining us. This is the last episode of Big Love Energy for season two and for the year. It is that time of year. Thank you so much to everyone who has listened, engaged with us via social media or admired from afar. It's so much appreciated. It's been an absolute pleasure talking so openly and honestly with you all. We've gone deep, that's for sure. Big Love Energy will be taking an extended break throughout January. I'm not sure exactly when we'll be back, so stay tuned to our socials to keep in the loop. Um, but today, I am thrilled to have Steph Pace on the show. Some of you may know Steph as Just Another Mummy blog on Instagram. Steph is also the creator behind the organization and planner business, Steph Pace. So who better to set intentions into the new year than Miss Planner herself, Steph? We also talk about her grieving journey, um, as well as mental health and all the things that come into play as you go about life as a, as anyone really but yeah in 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 specific to Steph she's an amazing mum an amazing wife an amazing businesswoman and I'm so honored to have this chat with her so let's get into it welcome Steph Pace thank you for joining us today um I can't believe you're on the show <laughs> I've met you in person once. You so <laughs> yes, that was so fun. It was so good to meet you. I felt, but it's funny. Do you sometimes I meet people in person that you follow online and you just feel like you've known them forever? Yeah, it's a it's a weird feeling. Absolutely, because you yeah, do. Yeah, that's how I felt like when I saw you. I was like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I remember because um, I followed you online for years, and I. I always in my head thought that you were based in WA and I told you that. I was like, oh, this is a <laughs> this is a long way to travel from WA. And you're like, what are you talking about? I'm from Sydney. Everyone thinks I'm, yeah, everyone yeah. thinks I'm either from, well, usually people think I'm from Queensland or Melbourne. I'm not yeah. sure why, but I'm like, no, I'm in the middle. So. It's so funny. Anyway, thank you for joining us today. You're an absolute thank you for having me. superstar um, of everything. <laughs> of organization um but just yeah spreading your light online I've followed you for many years um I love your content because it ranges honestly from everything from fitness to food family life organization hacks and things like that but also you're incredibly funny so yeah it's just a it's just a beautiful page to follow but for the listeners that have been No, it's, take it, take it, honestly. Um, honest, uh, like for the listeners that have been living living under a rock, tell us a bit more about yourself. Who is Steph Pace? Um, so, yes, I'm very – I have a lot of different interests like you covered. I, I think growing up I struggled with that a little bit. You know, like you finish high school and you kind of don't know what to do with yourself. So I went to uni. I did journalism um so I you know I really love to write and stuff which actually did come in handy and we did a bit of marketing there as well and then I went on to do what did I do next I went on to makeup school so I became a makeup artist and then I ran my own business I love it and I did um yeah I did weddings every weekend which was just lovely I just loved making people feel like really confident in themselves and yeah. I loved the banter between clients which was yes. fun um yeah, and I met my husband Ryan when we were seventeen, so we we're oh, babies. Divine. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Um, he's a legend. So, um, so I met Ryan at 17 and then I went on to, I worked at a gym for a while while I did my makeup business on the weekends to help like save up for our wedding and all the things, you know, how crazy it is. And back then, like, it's just nothing as expense wise as it is now, but you know, we're only, I think we're like 21. So yeah. Yeah. And we went on and I had, um, I had babies and then from there I was a bit younger like all my friends hadn't had babies yet so I felt very lonely and I did have postnatal depression mm-hmm. already had anxiety pretty much my whole life and I just felt like you know in the newborn phase you're stuck in the trenches of it you're at home you just feel like you're going crazy and um I was really battling with the postnatal depression and because I love writing and stuff too Ryan's like why don't you just because I talked to him about starting a blog and back then it wasn't like a very big like not there wasn't heaps of it around there was a fair few but not as much as there is now but and how long ago would this have been this would have been what year when Swan Harper was born so 2017 2017 yep yep okay yeah Yeah. so a while ago yeah (laughs) no 2016 that was 2016 yeah um yeah because Willow was born 2017 so I started the blog and um because Ryan was just like just do it like who cares and I'm like yeah I'm just, I have a lot of imposter syndrome, which I still struggle with now. Mm. I think it's like this thing I've just always had to try and get out of my brain. And then from there, honestly, the blog kind of just took off. I was just being an idiot most of the time, sharing our, you know, my anxiety, mental health, sharing this, like my journey with fitness and then, yep. you know, organization because we lived in this little flat and that's kind of where the organization came in. And then I started Steph Face Planners and here we are. <laughs> That's insane. That's so cool. And I actually had no idea because I would have come a, come along maybe like I'd say 2018, 2019 and, yeah, you just, yeah, I, I had no idea that it was like that was the progression but it makes sense because I was like, I remember coming across your page, Just Another Mummy Blog, and I was like, that's a cool, that's a cool handle. That's like a cool name. Um, and then I when, hate it now. <laughs> oh, I did notice uh, there, there was one time that you were like, geez, I wish I could change it to just Steph Pace, right? Um, but you yeah, can't. because I did joke. Oh, my gosh, amazing. But it, I love it. It's endearing. <laughs> and I do think that that's the thing with you is that you are very transparent about um, what goes through your mind and your struggles with your mental health and anxiety. Um, and I just would love because I feel like that's us all especially at the moment um are you able to share a little bit more about your journey on a bit of a deeper level where where you haven't felt your best self um and how you sort of get out yeah. got out of that rut and I know that a big part of that is your your physical like you love you know tra- training for your mental health which I do as well so would love to chat more about that yeah for sure so like with my mental health um I've had anxiety ever since I remember I was quite um not lucky, not lucky for my family, but lucky for me. Um, my pretty much most of the women in my family have anxiety. So when I started showing those anxious tendencies on a larger scale, like I remember being in kindergarten and I used to come home crying because I was worried about going to year six. Like it would make me sick with wow. worry. Yeah, and anxiety, and it was just something that luckily mum knew straight away what it was. So because I know a lot of women, they will message me and like they actually think like they're having a heart attack because of the panic attacks and the anxiety attacks, and it's and it's terrifying. And I don't know how I would have gone going through that without being able to even just know what it is or feeling like no one is listening or understanding because a lot of these women are coming to me and saying, like, I feel like I'm going to die, and I'm telling my partner or my my family, and they just 
tell me to just to chill and it's like it doesn't work like that, no. you know. Yeah. You can't just snap out of it. Absolutely. Um and then after yeah, and then I think I I pretty much tried everything. I went to, you know, a lot of I still do therapy when I really need it, but for me I was very much so I didn't realize it until probably much until I got pregnant with Harper that for me I used alcohol to numb my mm. anxiety. Um, I wasn't like in my early years, like the in my early 20s kind of thing or teenage years. I wasn't like a daily drinker, but I definitely was a binge drinker. And um, I didn't realize that's why I did it because I was always someone who I couldn't have a couple. I had to, you know, go, go, all, go out, all out, unfortunately. Yep. Oh, and like, you know, I, I know it's like, unfortunately, quite in the Aussie culture to, you know, drink a lot and stuff like that. But I feel like if you're going through mental health issues and if, especially if you're not aware of it, you don't understand how much that exuberates it and how much worse it makes you off. Um, and then I had, yeah, my babies and with both, I got postnatal depression really, really bad. And that was definitely like the hardest thing. And I think a lot of mums who get it, like for me, myself, I know, Ryan and I wanted both babies so, so much. Like yep. we wanted nothing more than have our kids. And then I had them and then I was just so depressed. I didn't want to get up in the morning. I I used to get so angry at myself and I was like, you should be grateful. Like you wanted this. What are you doing? You're a bad mom. And I think it's like very normal for a lot of us to think like that with postnatal depression and anxiety. But the thing is, it's just like, with anything, you get a cold, you go to the doctor and like you, you get help, whether that is therapy or med like medication. For me, um, I'm actually on anxiety medication. I've been on it since I was like 21. That's just me personally. Um, everyone's so different. But um, as you said, like fitness has always been such a big thing for me. And I think in my early 20s, it was more like to look a certain way. And now yeah. it's just like you would understand this. Now it's literally just a move that anxious energy every day. And then you turn up and be the most patient self, especially mum, like being a more patient mum. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's just, it has been such a journey, but and I, I still like it's anxiety. You've got it every day, but there's definitely methods and ways to help with like releasing that anxious yeah. energy. Yeah. Do you drink? Cause I find as soon as I overdo it with caffeine, do you reduce your coffee intake mm-hmm. or your coffee drinker? Do you drink coffee? Yeah. <laughs> I was showing this the other day on stories actually, because I went for a little while. I think it was um, my when my dad got really sick just before he passed. I yeah. cut it out because I just was like, and it was probably the first time I actually completely cut out alcohol for quite a long time because um, yeah. I cut down before then. But yeah, caffeine and alcohol were just honestly, it just, it really does mess you up. And I'm, I just drank a coffee before this podcast, but <laughs> It's another thing. Like I'm having one a day now, but it, yeah. it's something I'm trying to like cut back on. At least go to decaf um, yeah. because yeah, just I get shaky and I can't have it past lunch. Otherwise, I don't sleep. Yeah, no, I, that was one of the biggest things because I wouldn't say I'm a highly anxious person, but I do get anxiety, and it's I think I just put myself mm. in situations sometimes where I'm like, wow, you're really like pushing the boundaries. But I <laughs> um. <laughs> I noticed that, yeah, it was, there's been times that I've gone to record this podcast and I've had two coffees mm. in the morning and I rock up and the producer's like, are you okay? And I'm like, no, I feel <laughs> scatty ass and I've let my lesson. Aww. So now I literally know, like you just, I think you go through life thinking, like I've always been aware of nutrition and whatnot, but just like you think oh, I'll be right. But then it, it like really seeing the direct effect of things like caffeine and alcohol 
really being more mindful around those practices has made a huge difference with my anxiety for sure. Um, and I just, yeah. I, yes, yeah. Um, it's like, I was going to say, it's like Bart Simpson touching the hot stove. He's <laughs> like, you keep doing it and you keep doing it. And you're like, no, nah, next time I'll, I won't do it again. And then you, and you keep doing it. And I feel like for me personally, I don't know if it was like, like this with you with like caffeine and certain situations, but like with, with alcohol and I, I had to, I literally got to a point where I was just so sick and tired of feeling sick and tired Yeah, that I was like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like I can't, I don't know if it's also like since you hit 30, like everything's just harder in general. Like you sleep yeah. a bit weird and then your neck's out for the week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> everything. Yeah. I'm nearly 40, Steph. So I really feel how, it. Uh, how does that, you literally look literally like you're 32 at like, Older. <laughs> Ruffy says 18, so I'll take that. Um, oh, amazing. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I've just, I think uh, the older you get, the more you're like, I'm just going to serve my future self and not have the huge night and make sure that you get your sleep and, yeah, and, and re- reduce that coffee intake. It's all been things I've learned, like, definitely in the last three years that I'm like, oh, this all this all matters. It totally matters. Cause you just, yeah, I was the same as you, a huge binge drinker growing, like not growing up, not as a kid, but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, as yeah, definitely in my, you know, um, early twenties and, um, just that rugby culture, like my, my ex played rugby. Mm. And so we were like, I was always out with the boys and it was like, I'd, mm. used to, I remember I used to like, when we lived in Perth, I used to like, we called it like snorkel. We'd have these like Smirnoff blacks and put the straw in the in the bottle, yeah. and I would scull it, and then I'd black out. And I remember used to go, I'm like, oh, I'm really, I black out on alcohol. I'm like, I, I don't, you know, I don't know why. And it was like purely the the amount of consumption that I was doing, and um, it's just the culture. And then like you wouldn't now. I have like three champagnes and I'm I like it's a three-day hangover mm. so it's like <laughs> yeah. you learn your lessons that's for sure um but I, I feel like if I would have saved myself a whole lot of pain um if I had have learned those lessons earlier I think it takes a while for, for it to sort of um to sort of line up so um but yeah we live and learn definitely yes yeah <laughs> definitely um yeah you did touch on just just then and I, I know it's such a fresh thing and I want to, um, yeah, touch on, on you losing your dad recently because um, we do go deep here on this podcast and I think you just being so open about your grief journey has helped so many others and it, there's been so much strength in that. But I just want to know how you're doing um, first and mm-hmm. foremost um, and, and just, yeah, for you to share a little bit more on that journey because it's been so raw um, and, yeah, yeah, just so many feels. So how are you doing? Thank you, my love. Um, yeah, it's definitely something like I've never, ever experienced anything like this in my life. Um, unfortunately, we've lost, um, like, we've lost a couple of friends and stuff like that, but never anyone, like, you know, in your family. Like, I've never lost in like a close family member or like a best friend or anything like that. So, and I think, so at the start of this year, so my dad got diagnosed with, with lymphoma, not the April that just passed the one. So last year, last okay. April, yep. um, of 2021. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but I think as a kid, you just like, I know I'm an adult now, but you always kind of just see your parents as invincible people. Like you just, 
don't think anything and you don't think it's going to happen to someone you know or, or love um yep. so when he got diagnosed we were like yep okay we'll do the chemo we'll get through it um you know and dad and I you know growing up it was a complex complex kind of relationship so I've got my brother who's got down syndrome and autism um so quite severe disabilities and then my nan who's my mum's mum she lived with us before I was born and then I've also got my mum but like growing up um having a you know a brother that has disabilities it, it is a lot and unless yeah. you have it you probably don't really understand but it's it's a lot and especially as a kid growing up I'm a year younger than him I just dad was like his full carer Um, and as a kid, you know, we'd never, when I was really little, we were really close. And then as I got a bit older, I kind of felt like this is how I felt, not what he intentionally did. I kind of felt like put to the side a bit and we had a lot of, you know, it's just the pressures of having a a child with Down syndrome and autism, um, or disability. And it's a lot. And my nan kind of like raised me and everything. And then when he got sick, it was like, you know, any like, you know, childhood trauma or any situations from the past are kind of like made me realise like, shit, like, you know, how how quick life can go. And it just made me kind of as well see how it would have really been for my dad. You know, he worked really long hours. He'd come home, have to care for his disabled son. And it just made me see things in a new light. Mm-hmm. And in, in turn, that honestly helped me move past my childhood trauma or anything that happened. And he... um. And this is me looking at the silver lining. He was able to kind of have that closure with me and uh, like apologize for anything that he did or said or whatever. And it just, it was something I really needed um, to have. And I'm really, I'm really grateful that we, we got that as shit as the situation is. And my mum and I always say like, unfortunately it takes the biggest losses to learn the biggest lessons. Mm. And it honestly, like, I've learned so it, he passed away actually three months ago today it was oh, the 15th, 15th of September yeah oh. so but it yeah and it's it's different every day but um I still remember like thinking he was going to be okay yeah getting really like probably like the best relationship we've probably ever had since I was a kid like we got like close and it was really nice um and I never really thought for a second that he wouldn't make it like I was like he's going to be fine and then as time went on he started getting like looking older looking weaker yeah and then I remember um I think so mum knew for a while that it wasn't going too well but she didn't tell me I think I found out in April of this year yep um so the start of this year I thought he was going to be fine um and April of this year she told me like you know your dad's probably got a couple years left which rocked me to my core like I was an absolute mess and then I think the month after that, they said, no, like we've got months. And that was really, you know, and it's just like, and it's so hard because there's so many things. Like if you're someone who's going through, they call it anticipatory grief, I think. So it's like right. you're anticipating the grief. Yeah. And yeah. it's like literally like grieving, but they're still here. Like you're grieving them while they're alive. And it's something too, like I was saying to you before when we were messaging each other, like grief is such a taboo topic and people just don't talk about it. And it's like this thing people tiptoe around. And I mm. never really realized that until, you know, I was literally going through grief. And as much as I um, I show up as my authentic self online, I obviously do have to guard a lot. So I was going through a lot behind the scenes and sharing little bits, but when I was ready, but it's definitely something that's quite 
confronting and I'm someone I'm very open but even me sharing that like it really it was a lot Mm. um and yeah and then yeah so dad passed in September and before he passed I remember because you know I've got step-paced planners and the platforms that I'm on and being a mom and all the things things. even trying to keep the plants alive (laughs) (laughs) very important (laughs) yeah my dad always always like he just like he's so proud of like he loves it like him watching Steph face planners grew like made him so proud. I bet. Um, but he was always worried. Yeah, like he was always worried about how burnt I was burnt out for years, and I didn't even realize it. But he always wanted me to slow down. And I think I'm the type of person. I don't know if you're like this. I can't sit down. Mm, like, definitely, I'm always doing stuff. Yeah, yeah, just always to, doing stuff. I, I, when people say, "Oh, how do you have so much energy to do the things you do?" and is it setting the wrong precedent that you know people are meant to overachieve and all that? And it's like for me, I just having been through my own grief journey, it's just I don't ever want to take a day for granted. And if I've got the energy mm-hmm. while I've got it, then I'm gonna use it. Mm-hmm. Um, and definitely for for spreading the way you know love the way that I try and do so it's um it's yeah that drive to just want to show up every day but on that on that topic of you know grief being a taboo subject and I I I wholeheartedly put take my hat off to you with how you know transparent you were because those who go through that grief journey I remember you know when I lost Ben I would want to talk to anyone about it um because those are ones that closest to you would literally wouldn't know how to handle it so they would tiptoe around Mm. it or just sort of sweep it under the carpet and I would find myself in the back of a taxi cab having a deep and meaningful with the with the driver rather than Mm. those closest to me because they didn't know how to handle it and I think that that's the thing with grief is that you do want to talk about it you do want to I think it's really healthy to to feel through that time Um, and it's Mm. it's it's it never goes away. The grief does never go away. You just get better at handling it. So I think um, you opening up the way you did and and, and showing yourself um, at all levels and 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 you know each day being different um, and still having to show up for your kids and 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 businesses and your plants um, really um, yeah just showed how human the whole experience is. So I just I yeah I. I just want to give you the biggest hug um, and I know that you've got a long journey ahead of you with time. So um, I just think that, yeah, you showing up the way you do and even saying yes to this podcast in this time, I was like, I don't know if she's going to want to talk right now, um, but you are so strong and um, your strength is definitely contagious. So keep doing that and keep showing up the way you do. <laughs> Big love. Thank you so much. And as you said, like it is um... – and I'm I'm so sorry for your loss as well. It's just it's shit. That's the only yeah. thing you can say is yeah. it's shit. You have it's no the words. Worst. And it's the worst. Sometimes and I it's hard because I'm always someone I like to see the silver lining and everything. But when you're grieving, and I'm sure you would feel like this when people are like, Oh, like he's always with you, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay. But it's also like, can't we just say, Can I swear? Yeah, absolutely. We've done <laughs> we've I think we've said the C bomb on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> okay, nice. Okay. So you just want to say like I think you just got to go up someone and be like, it fucking sucks. Like, yeah. it's shit. Yeah. It's, that's all you can say. And it, you're allowed to be angry. And you know how they say that there's gr- stages of grief? Absolutely. It and is it's a cycle. Like, yeah. You go. You can go through all of them in one day. I mm. know I do. In the morning I wake up and I'm like, numb. I still haven't really got to the acceptance part. But I just go through different phases um, all the time. Like, yeah. this week I'm a bit more numb to it, which is what I prefer. 
Yeah. But then the other night I was just absolutely just sobbing my heart out. Like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. just one of those things. And I always say now, because what I was saying before was like, I don't ever stop. And like you said, like putting it out there, like there's so much hustle culture. And for me, as like someone who talks about organization and I sell planners and all the things, I always do hope that, you know, when people see me in my stories, like they can see like I'm literally a hot mess. And the reason I make planners is because I am a hot mess and I have no sense of time. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> full disclaimer. Full disclaimer. Like, but we yeah, try. You try. Honestly. You, yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's that's the beauty of it is that you know no one no one's got it perfect or right. And even you know the the queen of planners fit to show up and be like so vulnerable the way you are and say, look, sometimes life life does not go to plan, and that's okay. Like that's the biggest green light for everyone to give it a red hot crack. So. Um, yeah, I have full credit to you. But yeah, I speaking of planners, we will ch- change the, the pace a little bit, pardon the pun, <laughs> um, to, of, <laughs> of, the, um, of the chat because um, I want to talk about the success of Steph Pace Planners. Was it 2019 you launched your first year of planners? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I remember that happening and just going and starting out in your garage. Like that, that didn't last very long, did it? No, I'm so bad. <laughs> it's a whole other world, hey. Because I remember, like, I still remember the moment I decided to make planners because I've always loved planners. Yeah. Even in high school, I used to, like, get all the little sticky notes and the highlighters. I'm still, yeah. like, my writing is terrible. I don't know how I sell stationery, <laughs> but shittest writing over here. Love but it. But I remember when um, I remember Cut. I was sitting with my cousins on the, on the lounge, and I think it was, it would have been the Christmas of 2018. Mm. And I said to them, I turned to them, I said, what do you guys reckon? I had like a couple of wines by this point. And I said, what do you guys reckon? Because I'd just been thinking about it, but I had no idea where it, where it would even start. But I was like, what do you guys reckon if I made like a planner? And they were like, I think that's awesome. And then because it takes like over a year to make. like, yep. And even just finding like all the right connections and had to get a graphic designer because obviously I'm not a graphic designer. Um, but, yeah, and it just – I was like, yeah, I'll just pack on the weekends in the garage. Like we'll just be my little side – thing just because like a little passion project like I I didn't do it to like make money or this and that like obviously I wanted to break even or whatever but it was just more like oh like I really want to make a really cool planner because everything out there is not good enough yeah absolutely (laughs) makes sense and then yeah Wow. It's yeah. And then, and then for it to grow as quickly as you did, cause you do, you do cover everything in those planners and it's awesome and they're beautiful, but then just to see the growth in the last yeah two years of mm. your team and then, and then your space, it's just, it's insane. And then actually the range of planners as well, like definitely filling those gaps and, and even like looking after the teachers now I see and then met <laughs> the men in our lives who who need to keep organized as well it's just huge have you just like do you just step back and go holy moly I did that we did that yeah it's um one of those things I'm not I'm not the best at you know being like really being present with my achievements it's always something that I'm not good at mm. which is weird um but yeah like there's times where I remember the first warehouse I got it was probably like quarter the size of the one we're in now. And I just hired my first staff member and I was like, oh my God, like, what is happening? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm actually doing this. And now I've got like a team of like 12 and most of them are like mums. So they work casually and stuff. Amazing. And it's just like, we have the best culture. Like I shared on my Instagram stories yesterday, we had this whole day. It was supposed to be a lunch, but we ended up doing a whole day of like Christmas stuff. Like we're doing <laughs> stupid games, made gingerbread house. And it's like so cool. And now Ryan's also like, 
is winding down his building business to work like with me and just like be more present. And it's just so amazing. And that was one thing that your dad was always so proud of is like how it just originated from, you know, nothing, just this mom showing up, breastfeeding her baby, sharing her life. And then it turned into this and it's just, it makes me grateful. And I'm also so grateful for my team because when I was obviously going through the Mm. loss, they for the first time in my life, I actually stepped out of the business for a little bit, which I never thought I could do, but it was actually such a blessing because now I have a much, much better balance that I never thought I'd be able to get. Yeah, it's incredible. And it's a credit to you, like, to be able to to do that, honestly. Um, it's no mean feat. So, yeah, it's it's incredible to watch. And, um, yeah, knowing that, yeah, Mr. Pace is joining the team, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I love watching, you, yeah, your journey. And you guys are building the house. Like, that's another thing to be just, like, Oh my gosh, what a, it's like just dreamy. Just the whole, is it the Pace House is the Instagram? Is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. 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 And and your plans and your style for it, or has that just been an incredible ride, like ride to do with him? Yeah, it's so good. Um, Cause we, the house we're in now, right. And I built that and I shared the, like the journey on Instagram a couple of years ago. Um, yeah. But where we live, there's not much larger blocks because we're actually on quite a small block yeah um and this a couple of years ago and the bigger block opened up literally it's across the road like there's a creek and then there's the block oh, and amazing. we're like oh so we just did it and it was actually like really good price back then and we just had to sit on it for a few years because we couldn't afford to build anything <laughs> and now it's like we're building this amazing home that um you know i couldn't have done without you know the support of you know my like my customers and stuff like yeah. planners and stuff and and now, you know, Ryan gets to essentially be stay-at-home dad if he wants or if he – I'm like, you just do whatever you want to do, like, and we get to film everything. And yeah. it's, just, it's just so fun. Like, we're such – it is a good dynamic because he's more, like, of the logical yep. guy and I'm more, like, the creative crazy one that you have to reel back in all the time. <laughs> it's a good balance. It's a good balance. But the – to see him so supportive of you and, and obviously be a beautiful man to be able to, to handle that energy from you, like it would be, I've, I see it, you know, in, in a couple of the, co- the couples I follow and I just, I look at that and I'm like, that's, that is the, that is the goal. And that is a beautiful man to be able to do that. And, and that's when it works. It's that dynamic where it's like when they're so proud for you to shine in your light and then you both get to enjoy the ride together it's it's just stunning so it's yeah I, I can't wait to watch the build of the house I'm going to be living vicariously through you but by my little apartment come, on the beach come stay with us um, yeah. I'm there I will hold you to that I will. <laughs> yeah seriously well, I promise not to bring any Smirnoff blacks oh, <laughs> we'll, we'll stick, we'll stick to rosés <laughs> yeah um so on the topic of success and planning, we need you to show us your ways, the Queen. Um, we would love some tips on goals and intention setting for the new year. Um, for me personally, I've always been word of the year kind of gal. Like I've had uh, resilience was my actually my 2020 word, not knowing what I was about to go through. Um, and then I had um, focus and um, I can't even tell you what this last year's word was. I think it's been a blur. And it's obviously going great if I can't remember the word. But, yeah, I, I honestly love the whole word of the year kind of vibe. But for for me, I would love some more goals on – I am I love goals, but at the same time I th- I'm pretty sure – I know this is a buzzword at the moment, but I'm pretty sure I have ADHD and I can't focus. Like I, like that being my word of last year, I realised I was like, I really struggle to focus, um, but at the same time get heaps done, but not really what I need to get done. So um, yeah. 
literally give us your tips. What show us your ways? It's funny you say that because um, talking of ADHD, I actually got diagnosed with that when I was a kid, which is yeah, super right. rare. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, I didn't go on medic. Yeah, I didn't go on medication or anything, but mum was like, "Yeah, you've got this." Like, we went to the doctor, and they're like, "Yeah," because mum was very on top of all that stuff. Sorry, that yeah. was just like a side note. Um, so yes, it's actually funny, but not funny. But my word for this year was balance, and yeah. I definitely wasn't going to achieve that. But then, like after everything that happened, I've like it literally made me halt my whole life. And then I was like, okay what do I want my life to look like? Cause for someone like, you know, I saw my dad work his whole life and he was always yep. looking forward to retirement. And then it just like, and at his, um, at his funeral, I managed to get up and speak. And it, that was the hardest thing ever. But um, I like, it was just like, I said, you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. And it really truly made me like sit down. And I literally wrote down like, how do I want my work, my, like my work, my home life, my week to be like, um, so I do really feel like I have achieved that word for this year, which is awesome. That's awesome. But yeah, but I think, um, yeah, goals, new year's resolutions, all that stuff can be super overwhelming. Um, and for someone, for, let's just use fitness as an example. Um, for me, I've been on, you know, both ends of the spectrum with fitness. Um, in my early twenties, I literally put on like 20 kilos in a year just from eight noodle box for breakfast. It was so bad. <laughs> Like also delicious also delicious <laughs> so good please sponsor us <laughs> but um I think the problem with me is that I used to not not that the weight was a problem it was the health issues that came with along with yeah. the weight um and I was very unfit and I used to always just I think a lot of us we tend to set these huge big goals but then we don't actually plan on how the hell you're going to achieve it so you're like say your goal is to I want to run half a marathon you can't just like you know, you know, like everyone talks about manifestation and that. You can't just like manifest that you <laughs> magically could run that. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? Like you need to, and I feel like too, um, a lot of people tend to do the all or nothing mentality at the start of each year. Like they're like, absolutely no chocolate, just going to eat broccoli, like talking about fitness again, or I'm going to yeah. do this, I'm going to do that. Um, and there's no like, the thing with, for example, fitness again is, and being healthy, it's like if you can't sustain that way of living, mm. you shouldn't start it in the first place because mm. you're gonna you're gonna fall off the bandwagon and then you're gonna beat yourself up about it. You know what I mean? So it's all about for me. I like to set smaller goals, so even like for every three months or every six months. But then I actually sit down and go, okay, for me to get to running a half marathon, what do I have to do in my daily habits to get me there? Mm. So I think it's really like breaking it down into your daily routine because that's how you're actually going to achieve your goals. It's not just manifesting that it's going to happen. So say mm. if you want to start a new business, okay, let's sit down and be like, okay, so what do I, what can I even do for half an hour a day that yep. will get me to start my new business? It could be research. It could be listening to business podcasts. It could be mm. journaling ideas. Like, you know what I mean? I love it. So I think instead of, yeah, instead of setting these huge big goals and then just wishing it's going to happen, which it's not because you're not acting on it cut it down into smaller segments. So you, first of all, you're not going to get overwhelmed and then not start in the first place. Cause I know it's just, it's overwhelming if you set this huge goal um, to sit it down and then like be like, okay, what's the habits I can do each day that will get me there. Yeah. Just those small actions and just reverse engineering mm. from, from that major, the end point and coming back um, and, and yeah, breaking it down. I love that day by day. So good. Um, and you, you have goal specific planners too, Hey, where you just, it's all about intent, like daily, like daily goals and, and steps yeah. in place. Hey, that's amazing. Yep. 
Yeah, and I also think, in t- speaking of goals um, in my planners, I also have monthly reflection because I think, like, each month you'd be so shocked at how much you grow. It won't be in all areas of your life. It could be in something small as, you know, taking more time for you or, you know, you really wanted to start reading and then you're like, oh, I actually read a book or even half a book and you don't yeah. actually reflect on your progress. So at the end of each month in my planners, I have these reflections and it's so, so good for you to, like, sit down and be like, what did I do good this month? Like, where's my mindset at now where it, where it was compared to the beginning of the month? Yeah. Because I think, you know, we go through life and we only really celebrate our huge achievements or huge milestones. Mm. Like, we should be achieving the smaller ones too because, that Absolutely. again, like we're talking, it adds up to the big ones. Yeah. Yeah, so true. I Yeah, I love the reflection side of things. And, yeah, we had um, Brielle Holmes who's a coach on – in um episode eight and she was yeah all about the the setting the intentions and the goals but definitely taking the time to reflect um and and see where your life's at now and if there's anything that can be taken away before you add on the pressures of goals and I think that's such a valid point it's it's so easy to expect more pivot but yeah dealing with any blockages as they are like is a huge part of goal setting right yeah, huge. And it's, yeah. it's just so good to be able to like, be like, go me. I did the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. All right. Well, on that, we're going to go to our first segment, Love Letters. Love Letters. We had a question box up on the gram um, and the first question that came through for you and it is a little bit heavy, but we're going to go there. Um, It says, I'm so sorry about the loss of your dad. My dad was recently diagnosed with aggressive cancer. What is the best thing I can do for my mum to support her? Mm. Yeah, it's so rough. And, you know, seeing like you going through it yourself and firstly to whoever sent this message in, I'm sending you all my love and strength. It is something that yeah, nothing can prepare you for. And I know, I guess everyone's different, but for me, I think just every day, literally every day I would just reassure my mom saying like, I'm always here. Like, cause it, and especially when you're the spouse of someone who's ill, like you're literally like they're the full-time carer usually unless they're in hospital. And I just would check in with her every day, but like I'd bring a coffee, just something simple like that. And being like, do you want to go have lunch? And for me, that was something I definitely felt like I neglected for so long because, like, running my business and stuff, like, you get so caught up and it's like, you you know, especially with someone is caring for someone who's sick, sometimes it's just good for them to be able to tap out. So say if they're at home caring for them, be like, do you want me to come around? I can work from home. You go out, go to the beach, go get coffee or just offering to bring them, like, groceries and stuff like that. But I think that even when you feel like it's overkill, but just continuously reminding them that you're there, yeah. no task too small like you're happy to do whatever it is and also just stepping in for them to get some air if that's the case mm. or if they're in hospital um you know I whenever mum was just so run down and she got the guilt for not visiting dad I was like of course I'll like like we'd both take turns and stuff like that and just you know being a sounding board for like medical um decisions and stuff like that because that's a huge thing and there's a lot of doubt that go go through the family's mind when we've, we're faced with these huge decisions that can literally affect obviously their their life or how long they've got left so just yeah being that sounding board for them and just doing even just the little things like washing and stuff yeah yeah beautiful I love that showing up just showing up big and small Mm. um next question it is love you what is your love language oh so mine is acts of service (laughs) yeah right so my yeah yeah um so you love so so you love like you love acts of service to you or you love is that how you show love 
Um, I do both. Yeah. So yeah. I, I like to do, you know, make good meals and all that type of thing, yeah. which I actually haven't been doing lately because grief is another thing. So I've just been heating shit up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I love acts of service towards me. And I also love, um, I think it's words of affirmation. Is that yeah. the other one? Yeah. With yeah. yeah. So they're my two ones. Just like, I love when, especially if Ryan can see I'm very anxious, having a really anxious day and he just goes and does like a load of washing, which he, look, he's great. He's amazing. But just like doing little things and then like, like checking in with me, like, is there anything I can do to help? Like just that shows me so much. Yeah. Um, whereas if you went like, you know, gifts are lovely in that, but I'm not a gift person. Like I don't really. I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, if you yeah. help me with the washing, then I'm cheering. Yeah, yeah, so good. Yeah, and it, what are his? Oh, he's his physical touch, of course. He's a male, <laughs> men. Um, I don't so remember good. what his second one is, but I know his first one's physical touch. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> Go around. Um, <laughs> love your style. What would you describe your fashion style, and where do you love to shop? Oh goodness, I've never been asked to describe my style. I guess I would say relaxed I love more relaxed obviously I live in active wear as well so yeah I'm literally always in active wear but I don't know like I don't know what would you say like beachy relaxed yeah you know I feel like you're I wouldn't say <laughs> what would you say help me I, you're, you're honestly like I feel like you have um I love that you're quite you can dress up you, you love your dresses and then yeah uh, and then you're you're definitely the comfort queen, like, but you rock it well. Yes. Like, you always look put together, love but somehow comfort. still in a in a tracksuit. It's like, how? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I and you're. I, I always feel like you're in color too. Yeah, apart from today. and I used to um, <laughs> I used to live in blush. Everyone would yep. remember. I was always yeah. in blush, and now I'm more a bit more adventurous. Like, I'm yeah. going for different colors, brighter colors. And yep. today, like, usually at the gym, I always would just wear like black leggings. But today, I wore teal shorts. So go me. Oh, Proud of myself. It's the new hair. Do you find that with the new hair you're finding the different tones in your in your wardrobe? Yeah. Whenever Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really fun. I'm really yeah. loving it. Today I feel like I look like um the little mermaid with my green shorts and my red hair. Oh, but yeah. So good. So good. Oh that, oh, and that I shop at um I shop at Billy J. Yes, yeah, right. You do too. Yep. Love, love, love. Flashback faves. We're gonna go into our segment called flashback faves i feel like you are a bit of a nostalgia queen you've seen you post a few 90s references um so i would love to know a moment in time or a book or a story or a song that um inner child steph still loves and you just remember vividly that you'd love to share with the listeners today well i have to say the harry potter books literally i've read them eight times obsessed with harry potter i Love. I remembering, I think it was these seven or eight, all the girls were like in their supre and I literally just wear this Hedwig green top I had with like <laughs> Hedwig on the front. That's just me. I just did not care and I had like Harry Potter stickers all over my, my books and stuff. But for me too, um, it was a really good comfort, you know, growing up with a sibling with Down syndrome and autism. Um, mm. I did feel like I really, like when we were younger we would play, but as we got older, like obviously – it's different and it's a bit harder. So I kind of a lot of the time did feel like an only child. So books and Harry and Hermione and Ron really helped, you know, just fill that time for me. And oh. I just think it's just the best. And unfortunately, Ryan just thinks Harry Potter sucks. I don't even know how oh, we're married at this point. Gosh, but anyway. deal breaker. No way. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, I um, I can relate. I, I just love that it's 
transcended with time as well because I do remember vividly reading it multiple times as a kid um, and to my little sister and we'd like, act, like I'd read it out aloud to her and we'd like piss ourselves laughing and my mum would hear us <laughs> from our bedroom and like just, yeah, just vivid rem- memories of that. But then Jace was the same, my eldest, he's 15 now and he was the same, read eight, like read the whole series eight times over. Um Rafi's not so much into it yet, but I think he will. Um, he's seven at the moment, but I can't just like placing it. it, placing it in his room <laughs> for the meantime. But he's he's my little softy, so he gets scared easy. So I think that um mm. he'll he'll yeah he'll approach it with caution. Um, but I love that. I love that you're a Harry Potter fan. That's awesome. It says a lot. <laughs> this is why we do yeah. this segment. <laughs> We're the best people. Harry Potter yes, fans. <laughs> yes, unite. Words to live your week by. So the final segment we have is words to live your week by. And I know that through your planners, you do have quotes jotted through, which is beautiful. But do you have a favorite quote that you'd love to share today? Yes. This one always, I actually shared it, I think the other day. And it, it is, it's a bad moment, not a bad morning. Mm. It's a bad morning, not a bad day. Amazing. So true. It is. It's just it's like, yeah, you have like one bad moment and you're like, oh, my whole day's ruined, blah, blah. <laughs> and then it's also like, and then that quote actually goes on to say, it's a bad day, not a bad life. Yep. Breaking it down. I love it. Mm. So true. And especially this time of year, such an apt reminder that yeah. Yeah, not, to, not to sweat, it can get overwhelming. There's a lot. There's a lot going mm. on between all the uh, events and and the kid, the, just the pressure. The, the, oh, there's Elf on the kids. Shelf. And, like, <laughs> and kids, is it Christmas yet? Kids have so much on. I swear, yes. when we went to school, we did not have all these. It's great. Look, it's amazing. But I'm like, I feel like I forget things every day at the moment. I'm like, you guys have so many activities. I can't keep up. <laughs> It's the most wonderful time of the year, Steph. It is the season oh. to be jolly. I'm so jolly. SOS. RIP me. But honestly, it's been such a joy getting to know you more. I learned things about you today, which I love. So, yeah, thank you for taking the time at this crazy time of year to chat. And I. Just love you, adore you, and giving you the biggest hug for all the reasons. But thank you for coming on today. Oh, thank you too. It was so good to chat with you. It was just good to be able to chat to you again yeah. when, when we saw each other. When was <laughs> yeah. it? A few months ago. But it was yeah. so good. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks, Steph. Have a beautiful day. Bye. And there we go. Thank you for listening. If you loved this week's episode, please leave a review or provide a five-star rating. It really helps us let us know that you're loving the show. And of course, any DMs and and comments and shares, we really appreciate as well. Um, All the feedback has been amazing. Thank you so much. You can stay up to date with us and follow our socials, Big Love Energy Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Um, But we'll pop all the social handles in the show notes below. Um, Thanks for listening, lovers. I can't wait to to get into next week's episode. We'll, we'll chat then. Bye. I don't want just anybody. Let me choose you like somebody. Try to die up on a rock. It's forever when you